Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul. Hey, Rob. You okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, all right. Busy, busy, but um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Not doing too bad, thanks. Uh, also joining us, we've got Paul Parkin back on the, on the show as well. Looking forward to the second show on the bounce, Paul. Yeah, that's it now, Rob. You're not getting rid of me. I'm here every week now, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there's loads and loads uh, to talk about on this week's show. We're going to look back at the Toronto victory at weekend. We've got all the big news coming out of the club uh, so far this week. We've got Paul Whiteside's amateur report. And then we're going to preview uh, the game against Huddersfield uh, on Friday. So lots and lots to talk about, uh, Paul. Yeah, sounds an action-packed show to me, Rob. Yeah, we've got interviews as well uh, with Sebastian Ickett here for Kevin Brown and Chris Wellen as well. As well as uh, Ian Watson coaches corner uh, Parker. So loads and loads of content to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Be interested to see what uh, what they've all got to say after uh, you know a bit of, well a tough a tough game they faced last week and what we think going ahead going forward. Yeah. So what we'll do we'll start off uh, with a victory against Toronto Wolfpack on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were victorious to beat Toronto Wolfpack, 24 points to 16. Uh, Paul, fantastic win for Salford Devils at home. Yeah, it was, it was a good win, Rob, yeah. I, I think we can play better than that. Um, but it was good to get the win. I thought Toronto were a tough side to beat. I thought they come coming through the ball around. They were, they were physical. Uh, you know you're going to get expect that early days in the season. I thought they were disappointing in the game they played the week before against Cass. They seemed to play a bit better against us, but I always thought we'd have a bit too much for them. But... No, it was a good game. Eh? I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was an exciting game. And when they got the game back to 16 apiece, you know, it was uh, a bit nerve-wracking there. But no, a, a good result. I think it was just good to get that win and get that monkey off our backs, especially now with us having a few home games on the spin. I think it's pivotal now that we can sort of string a few wins together and, and build some confidence. Yeah, home form is important, Parker. And, it, you know, getting off to a win like Paul just said, uh, you know, it gives us uh, confidence going forward. Yeah, I think we mentioned last week how we've got to turn... Uh, the AJ Bell into a, into a fortress, if, you know, especially this early part of the season when we've got so many home games, you know, all together. Um, it, it was a, it was a, what I would like to sort of term a scruffy win overall. Um, I don't know how much the conditions played a part, and and obviously the week before we got a bit of a, you know, a bit of a lesson in certain aspects of the game, and I think the players might have had that in their mind, been a bit wary that you know we just need to get the job done. Uh, and and we did, and it was, uh, you know, I've, I've said it before. He, he kind of it was a bit of a, a bit a bit clunky at times, but the most important thing was just getting that that uh, that W and taking them two points. Is that a sign of a good side, uh, Paul? That we don't particularly play well, uh, but we do pick up the points. Um, it's a bit of an old cliche, that really, isn't it? I don't know. I, I agree with what Bag said, you know, about the the attack being clunky, but I also think. Perhaps this this side, there's a lot of new players in there. Perhaps it's taking a bit of time to build that confidence because quite a few of these players didn't play last season in that magnificent run. They didn't play in the grand final. So when you get towed like we did against St. Helens, it takes a bit out of you. And perhaps they are sort of, you know, they just need to build that confidence, don't they, and get the mojos back. And I think, you know, that win on Saturday is going to do them the world of good then going forward. So, yeah, 
there's a bit of that in it, but there's also a lot of new combinations there as well. You've got a new halfback combination that's going to take time to, to, to gel together as well. So winning is going to going to breed confidence, isn't it? So um, you know, I think we can we can we can definitely take that that win and that. I thought I thought we showed a lot of character in that win as well. You know, at 16 and all. Toronto were, were looking a decent outfit there, and, and we finished that game strongly. Scored two late tries, and uh, you know that that's that's good character taking forward into the Huddersfield game. Yeah, Salford's lineup uh, with Niall Evers at fullback, Ken Seal, Chris Wellen, Dan Sargentson, uh, Reese Williams, Tuilola here, Kevin Brown, Lee Mossop, Connor Jones, Gil Dudson, James Greenwood, Tyrone McCarthy, and at loose forward with Greg Burke on the bench, Sebastian Ikeafo, Luke Yates, Joey Lussick, and Paulie Paulie uh, Parker. Um, Connor Jones starting hooker instead of uh, Joey Lussick. Um, your thoughts on that? Do you think he uh, he's warranted his uh, start? I think he did. Only I mean, going off from the the friendlies we've, we've seen him play pre-season, I thought he did well at Warrington. Um, and I, I think I mentioned last week that last season when when Joey had uh, Tompkins to, to sort of mix and match with at times, that's when we got on that good run when them two played in sync. Um, and I think that's what you needed. I think we did need him to, to, to be there. And when, when Joey came on, he obviously was a lot fresher. Um, and he looked, you know, he looked sort of dangerous at times. Uh, and, and yeah, he needs his chance. You know, if, if he's going to prove to us that he's a good, you know, he can make a Super League player, what's all known? You've got to give him game time. And I don't think he did himself any harm. It was a, I say it was a tough, hard game. And he didn't, to me, he didn't make any mistakes. You know, or he didn't stand out as a, as a superstar. But when it's your first run out in the Super League, that, that's some effort. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Connor Jones was very good. And obviously, that link up with Joey Lussick as well. Both hookers kind of interchanging. Uh, Paul, it gives us that extra dimension like last season with Logan Tompkins. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I've said it before. I don't think we should have got rid of Logan. I think we should have tried to keep him. I don't know the, the ins and outs of that. I thought he, he didn't let us down last season. And you know, Connor's come into the side. He's, he's played at championship level. And it's a big step up to Super League. And he's got a lot of potential there. And he, he does. He needs game time. He needs to settle in. And I thought he did. He did well on, on Saturday. Joey Lussick, we know, makes a big impact coming off the off the bench, doesn't he? And I thought we really stepped up when he came on. He's a, he's a quality player, isn't he? But I think we've got two two blokes there that are going to do really well for us this season. You've also got Chris Atkin as well, who can play at hooker. So there's a, there's options there, isn't there? I think Chris is probably pretty unlucky not to be in the side, but that just shows you got quite a decent decent squad there, haven't we? The, the, the guys that aren't playing at the moment as well. You could you can ream names off who are not getting the team at the moment who, who would have done last season. So so yeah, I was I was pleased with what, what Connor did. He's he's quick, he's got a bit of pace there and he's got a good pair of hands, nice ball distributor as well. So um, I think he'll uh, he'll get better as the season goes on, definitely. Yeah, obviously Toronto open the scoring uh parking guy by a try by Gary Wheeler. Um kind of defence was a bit sort of rope, uh, but that really impressed me throughout uh, open the scoring for the Toronto Wolfpack. Yeah, he did, and I think that's something else we need to sort of highlight a little bit. One of the big things from last season, carrying over through that run, was our defence. Going into them playoffs, uh, you know, we, we barely conceded tries right the way through that back end of the season, really. And I thought on on Saturday, there's a few worrying signs that they were bouncing off tackles, making half chances. I mean, Gary Wheeler, as we know, you know, he's been around now; he knows the game. He is he is dangerous going forward. And if you give guys space or you don't clamp the ball up. Off the opposition are going to take the chances. We sit, we saw it at St. Helens at times. We held them really well, but then when the ball went out wide, we, we I don't know, we, did, we didn't flow properly, we didn't move quickly enough, and we didn't wrap the ball up. And it happened again this week, and I'm sure it's something that what all looked at. But uh, it, it certainly was a shock to see them going in front. Oh, it did with me because I uh, 
I actually thought they were really going to struggle to score throughout. Um, and then when they took the lead, it was like, it, it, you know, this is real. Yeah, it kind of it kind of woke up, I think. Uh, but then we hit back a try from Kevin Brown. Little kick through by Tuilola here, uh, Paul. You know, and the, the veterans uh, standoff got on the end of it uh, and levelled the scores. Yeah, he did. It was a good try from Kevin Brown. I thought Kevin Brown was, was really good. I thought Tui and, and Kevin played well in that game. I thought Lolhea's kicking game was was great in that first half. He really kicked for that wind and hung the ball in the air and it caught that Blake Wallace out a few times at Toronto uh, full-back. And Kevin Brown, I thought, was really good as well. One thing with Kevin, he, he was committing defenders, particularly in that second half as well. He was taking the line on. He, every trick in the book, hadn't he? And, and the Toronto defence didn't really know what he was going to do. And you know, people have said, oh, he's, he's, he's slow and he's this and that and the other. You, you wouldn't know he was 35. I don't think the way he's playing the game. He looked fitter than ever. And yeah, I thought he did, he did really well there. He, he scored a really good try. Yeah, and obviously, you know, both sides, uh, Parky, going at it, it certainly turned into a, a sort of a game of attrition in that first half. It did. It was, it was messy. I think sort of 20 minutes in, half an hour in, I was, I was a little bit concerned on, on both teams looking at him. I thought... If you were watching this at home on Sky or something like that, you, you may have been tempted to maybe turn it over because <laughs> the levels weren't there. But you, you've got to understand what's on that game as well. You know, we, we obviously took a bit of a, a pace in the week before, needed the home win, uh, set down a marker. And, and Toronto, they want to show Super League what they're about. You know, they, they have gone out and signed a few players and spent quite a bit of money. Uh, and they're always going to be competitive. Uh, and I think it just made for a little bit of a messy game. I think it was two kind of like magnets going at each other, you know, it didn't, didn't work uh, for much of the game. But overall, I think I thought we controlled most of the game and certainly most of that first half. We just didn't seem to take chances when we should have done. Yeah, went into a half-time, 6-4. Uh, but just after half-time, uh, Tuilola here scored for Salford. Lovely work by Dan Sargentson, uh, sending the standoff over, uh, Paul, uh, to give Salford that edge. Yeah, we seem to step it up a gear then, and, and and as we we mentioned on the radio tonight, didn't we about about Dan Sargis? And I think he's a quality player, really quality player. I think Wattle's really pleased that, that we've signed him and that, and uh, he showed up in the friendlies, didn't he? How good he was, and I thought he was great on um, on Saturday. I was just reading the League Express, and how we didn't get any points in that Albert Goldfart thing is, is beyond me. He levelled. Sonny Bill Williams and Tuil Ola here in there who got the points for the Albert Goldfart medal. And Dan Sargison was like, I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. But yeah, he, he did really well there in the, you know, to, to, to set that try up. Yeah, I think with Dan Sargison, he's got that X Factor parquet that, that, you know, all good centres have, you know, keeps everyone guessing, but has that determination and the power and the pace to hurt people. Yeah, for me, the, the thing with, with Sargison when you watch him is he reminds me of of centres of, of the past who were proper centres, real skillful, you know, know the art of trying to set the winger away or, or create something. Not, not these six foot eight bullies that, you know, started with the Bradford Bulls all them years back. Um, he, he's just got class. You can tell, you can see it in him. He's, the way he carries himself. But when he's on the pitch, uh, I mean, on, on, on Saturday, he was magnificent. Like Paul said, how, how he's not man of the match, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he, he scored one, he set one up, his defence was good, he looked a threat going forward. I mean, the try that he scored on about the set up for uh, two, he was a great play, really was, and that's clever, and that's intelligence, and he learnt that. You don't play at clubs like Wigan if you're not good enough. You certainly, you know, and he's been coached the right way, you can tell that he's a professional. Um, but I, I, I think we're going to look forward to watching him for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be so exciting, uh, Paul. And obviously, you know the the big moment, uh, the Reese Williams try. Two minutes later, eight sort of ninety meter burst, uh, bursting the Toronto Wolfpack line, rounding Wheeler a fullback and going over in the corner. Fantastic try. Uh, you know what what an amazing moment for him. Yeah, he was. He was, and I was very pleased for him as well because I think he did really well in the preseason to to push his way into the the you know into the first team really and, and to be first choice for these uh, for these opening two games because there's quite a lot of competition there with wingers and that he's kept you know Chris Nunu out of the side other players in there Ed Chamberlain you know Elliot Keir, and he, he's, he's put his hand up and, and he's been chosen by Watto and that's full credit to him I thought he got caught out a couple of times against Saitlands but he showed great sort of credit credit to him determination and, and, and character is the word I'm looking for to, to come back against um, Toronto you know, and he's had held high and he's he put their mistakes behind him. I thought he had a really good game defensively and he took his chance there, you know, tremendous pace there. I mean, a few people said to me, oh, I don't think he's that quick in that Williams room. He blew me, he blew me well is because <laughs> he went, he went like a train there and he, he, he took the fullback on, on the outside there. And it was a great, great piece of play to watch that and it was the dummy that he threw and he took the ball up, he sort of dummied it to if a, a heave and uh, and then went through but no, it was a, a great try. I don't do like Twitter that much, but as I said to you guys before, it's had about three million views on on Twitter. That it's gone absolutely viral because of this. People are comparing him to Mo Salah. I think it's his haircut. It's the same as him. So what great coverage that is for the for the club. You know, seeing you know that that great try from uh, Dragon as as what calls him. Yeah, I think it was a, a classic winger try. Kind of in and out, beat wheel and not you know stood still. Uh, and what what people talk about lack of pace, Parky, but you know it showed he can burn when he needs to. I think. He's, one thing that we all love to see from a winger is when they back themselves and take a take a man on. I mean, go back to the, that magnificent try that you know Martin the fire scored at Wembley that yeah. time, where Alan Take said, "I'll show you the outside," and he went, "Well, I'll take it." Yeah. And that that not many wingers do that anymore. Too many, and we've had them recent in recent years where they'll stop, they'll come inside, they'll stop, so they'll, they'll second think about you know. He got that ball. He had a look. He realised he's nothing else on. I'm going to go for this, and he put his head down, and you know. And hopefully, if he is a bit like Mo Salah, he'll carry on scoring as many at that kind of rate because he is a real threat, uh, Williams. I think his strength is good. He's got a great little step. Mm. And obviously, as he showed on Saturday, the pace is definitely there. It's, it's tremendous. Obviously, uh, week before against St. Ellen's, uh, Paul, he did try a similar thing but got dumped into touch. Uh, but it shows the confidence of the lad that he can go again and you know, try and beat them for fullback. And this time he did. Yeah, he certainly did, and he deserved it as well, Rob. He had a really good game, and as I said before, he seemed to have tightened things up defensively. I think he came up with a little error in the first half, but but no, very very pleased for him, and it just shows you you've got that competition for places there. Now you've got, like I said, Inu out on the side, you know, terrific goalkeeper, Chris Inu, but he can't get in the team at the moment, and that's that's good to have because you're putting pressure there. You know, Ken Seal, he knows he's got to play well every week because there's guys breathing down his neck to you know to take his place. I went to watch the the reserves a couple of weeks back at, at, at Ruskin Drive against St. Helens and. Inu had a great game there. Obviously, he's playing against a lower level, but he's pushing. You know, what I was there watching that, and we've got guys now who are pushing in that reserve team to, you know, to come back into the first team. So that, that to me, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, uh, sixteen for that that point, Parker. Um, Toronto found a way back in. Uh, can you kind of pinpoint sort of why that happened? It, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. And I thought when they scored the the, the next drive. Uh, I still thought we were well in control. I thought it was just a, a bit of a lapse, perhaps, and we, you know, we we turned them back round. Uh, and I must admit, I got a little bit worried because um, we, we were we were still in control. We had we had plenty of ball. We seemed to contain them really well, uh, but it did catch us out. And I think 
again, it goes back to that, that defending thing. I think we were just falling off too many tackles, letting them make too many yards forward. Um, Sonny Bill came into the game a little bit and started, mm. you know, causing a little bit of havoc with the offload. He's drawing two too many in three minutes. And, but he wasn't the only one. The, the smaller guy, uh, that Maloudi that they had, uh, who, who eventually went to fullback. I think he was at Hull last, last season, if I'm, if I'm not uh, uh, making somebody else up. Um, he, he was a real threat going forward. He was bouncing off. And, and I think once they got on the front foot, it was always going to be difficult. And at that point, there seemed to be a... In, in my mind, that Williams try, thinking back, actually saved us at that, that saved the game for us. Because if they'd have scored just before that... I think the momentum might have shifted in their favour. Yeah, three, obviously two quick tries in a couple of minutes, uh, Paul. You know, but I think it showed how sort of revolution, rev, revolutionised that we have become. That we can handle that kind of a situation that teams can score twice and our Reds don't go. No, they didn't go. They didn't go. And, uh, you know, that, that I think that would be the pleasing thing for what all that. You know, I think there was only 10 minutes to go when... Um, they got that level there, yeah. The seven, was it like the 69, 70th minute when when Singleton got that try, and mm. you know it's a nerve wracking ten minutes there. But you know we, we stood up and we counted there. Sargent got that try, and I think it was only ever going to go one way there. You know, there's a couple of incidents in the game where where Ken Seal went through, didn't he? And got brought back uh, with that interception, and then the referee gave us a penalty and said he blew the whistle early for, for obstruction. I mean that had been a try. I think the Pauly Pauly one where he went over. I don't think there was anything wrong with that, and if it had been on on telly with the, the video replays. It might have been a, a more comfortable win for us. Our goal kicking wasn't very good on, on Saturday as well. We missed a few kicks. So I think the scoreline may have flattered Toronto a bit, really. I thought we was we, we had them at arm's length for, for much of the game, really. Yeah, it feels, Parker, that we've, we've learned how to win games like this one uh, over the last few years under under Ian Watson. And, you know, like the Dan Sargson try, there was no panic. They knew what the situation was. They knew where the hole was uh, and they delivered it with a fantastic try. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, to belief and, and knowing what you've got in, in store. Uh, you know, I hate to go out on about football at the moment. People are going on about, about Liverpool having this. This doesn't matter when this goes. You know it's going to yeah. happen. They've got this determined. It's a, it's a flow that you get. And, and the confidence coming back from last season for, for Salford, it's, it's still there for us. Uh, I know even though a lot of them players weren't there, it's, it's in them. They've been taught now how this is how we win games. It's what we do. But what we'll say, when we went to 16 all, I thought that their try under the, under the post was possibly some of the sloppiest defence I've seen for Salford in 12 months. I thought it was, we, we seemed to just fall asleep for a minute. Mm. I don't know what happened, miscommunication, or, or a player was missing out on the line. I don't, I, I don't know. But it just, that, that was very disappointing. But from that, I mean, it could have gone the other way then. What, you know, it's like when a team gets on top, mm. at 16 all, they could score again. They get the ball, they come back at our end and they score and they didn't. And that's what going back to what you're saying about, you know, this this thing, this belief as well that Salford have got now. And we stayed positive and then in the last I'd say the last ten minutes, we, we looked at our probably at our best that we had well, in both the last two games. Um Kevin Brown was, you know, dishing the, the ball out wide. We looked threatening that we hadn't done for certain stages in the game. Start to control the ball and, and it seemed to flow and hopefully that can now lead on and we can keep that going into next week. Yeah, I think it's about playing under pressure and, and at that moment, uh, Paul, we were under the cosh, but like Parkey said, you know, they've learned to play in them conditions now uh, and obviously at the end, the Nile levels try to put the, put the cherry on the cake uh, to secure the points for, for Salford. Yeah, he certainly do. Johnny on the spot, Nile levels, wasn't he? He's always there backing up, great support player and he tends to find himself in these positions as he did last season, scoring scoring 20-odd tries. So it was good to see him... Uh, 
get off the mark. It was a nice kick through from Chris Wellham, that. You know, he's another one we've all been talking about, Dan Sargent, but Chris Wellham's another one, an out-and-out centre. And I, I love players like that, you know. We had Scott Naylor, didn't we? You know, raw bone centre, and Ian Bragger, if you go back, people like that. These these guys are um, specialists, aren't they? And I think there's something special about a centre that is a, a centre. You know, he can get the ball out for his winger. He does those things right. You know, good, good fend, good hand off as well. That's another thing Chris has got that you don't see many players do these days. And, uh, you know, a good piece of play for him. Lovely kick and uh, a good finish from Evels. He had to finish that. There was not a lot of room there and he, he got down really well for that one. Yeah, you know, obviously learning how to win these competitive games only move, only helps moving forward, uh, Parkers. We've got bigger games to come. If we're knocking them off right now, you know, three, six months down the line, it, it could be the crucial games that we win. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, going back again to last season, I know it's easy to talk about when we, we did so well, but um, I think that that kind of spirit and that kind of attitude is what got us as far as it did. Uh, just staying in game, staying in the arm wrestle, not letting things get away from us, which it did against Saints, which, again, was slightly disappointing that the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, we seem to go, that's it, the game's lost, heads down a little bit. We That's not been the Salford side for, for the last 12 months, I don't think. And, it, and if you can stay in a game and know you've got enough in you to, to go on and win it, if, and hopefully, when we get into the big games later in the season, whether it's the Challenge Cup or, or if we make the playoffs again, Again, that, that's something we can rely on. We can think back. It's in, it's in your memory. You know what, what you, we've been in this situation. And Watto did really well last season going into them playoffs. They're getting a team to think that way. The Leeds game, the whole KR game at the end of the season. Make them a scrap if you have to. Even if you could have made it easier for yourself. And he didn't. You know, they, they made it. He's going to battle because that's the way the playoffs work. That's the way the big games work. And we've got that now. And I think once new players bed in, and it'll, it'll all sink in for everyone, I think, yeah, like you say, the standards are good stead for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be super exciting if we continue to put in these performances when it really matters, uh, Paul. Uh, we spoke to Sebastian Ikerfall, Kevin Brown, uh, and your mate Chris Wellham after the game, uh, and this is what they had to say. Right, Chris Wellham joins me. Tough game out there today, wasn't it? You know, real physical contest. Were you expecting that from Toronto? Yeah, we expected a tough game. Uh, you know, no game's easy in Super League, but with Toronto, the way their player like to throw the ball around, uh, and it did that today and caused us quite a lot of problems, to be fair. Pleased to get off the mat, they'll get your first win. Yeah, it's always nice, little monkey off the bat, getting your, your first two points. And, um, so, yeah, um, good to get the first two points after the disappointing uh, last weekend in St. Helens, so we can hopefully kick on now and crack on with the season Sim been towards the end of the first half I know I just said to you that you're not the most malicious player in the world Did, what what was it that it looked to me like a 50-50 challenge two players going for the ball is that how you read it yeah well that's how, that's how I read it the ball was bouncing in between us both and it was a as you said a 50-50 challenge to get there first he did get the ball first like, but it was like it's a split second thing and the referee said that my arm caught him caught him in the head so well, it's difficult to pull out of a, <laughs> exactly, a challenge exactly yeah like it's, it's a split second decision and both, we're both running for the ball I want to score he wants to stop a try so it's, it's a tough call, but um, no, we've, we've copped it and we've come out with a win, thankfully. With the times in that second half where you thought this game was getting away from us, you know, Toronto showed a lot of character. Did, did what I was saying about your character? Because you seem to show a lot today. You came back, you know, they got back to 16 apiece, but you just had that extra gear to climb up, didn't you? Yeah, we always felt like out there who was going to win the game. We was never in doubt of losing the game. We fought as players, but um, we did make it difficult for ourselves, you know, turning cheap ball of it, penalties in there and half and knocking on and stuff like giving them seven tackle sets. Um, and what I did, what I did speak about after the game, like they, as I said earlier, they did test us with offloads and 
the, the way they like to throw the ball around. So he, he was very happy with the way we, we came out on top and stuck with it. You'll have to improve for Huddersfield next week. They've looked really good against Catalan last week with the, their new signing that's sort of guiding around the pitch that Adam Caesar is it. So another tough game next Friday. It is, yeah, another tough game. Uh, I said Huddersfield started well. Uh, had a good win in Catalan last week and uh, they'll look to back that up this week over they're playing this week. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll prepare right for them and uh, inviting me on Friday night. Um, again, we're at, we're at home here, so hopefully the fans can get behind us and, and push on for another win. Thanks for speaking to us today, Chris. Cheers, All the best, mate. Cheers. So I'm joined by Sebastian, aka for good win that. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, good hard in the middle. They played a lot of footy, passed along. So yeah. Yeah, good it's good to get off the mark. Obviously, defeat last week, but back in front of the home home crowd, inspiring you on, uh, and there'll be plenty more victories like that, hopefully to come. Yeah, hopefully we have more, um, especially in the home, home ground, we have to defend strong. Especially last week, you know, we, we, we performed poor, so this week we're trying to learn from our mistakes. How, how have you settled in at, at Salford, obviously, first season with us? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, good, it's good season. Our motto is obviously um, beginning behind, back with me and the, and the team, so it's good vibes after our grand final, you know, the teams are really tight. Yeah, obviously, Huddersfield uh, next week, one of your one of your former clubs. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, you know turn them over. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not playing. It's part of the local. Oh, course. is that it? Yeah. Oh, no. but, but you know, it's good. You know, um, you know, Huddersfield signed some good players in yeah. the right places. So, you know, best of luck to them. And, you know, best as long as we win, that's all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Big thanks to Oxford and the uh, sports on. So, so I'm joined by Kevin Brown. Good win that Kevin? Yeah, fantastic. Um, obviously a first home game, good to get the winner and it was tough as well. It, you know, they, they came to play, they, they had some, some great attacking play and so really happy to get the points. Yeah, obviously a tough contest. Our two tries in that crucial moment of the game which turned it for us. Yeah, well, I think I think there's more than that. Obviously, the points, it's, it's really easy to say the tries, but I thought defensively, the scramble that we showed, you know, there was Dan Sides in the first half, stopped after, um, you know, Reese dropped the ball, and then later on, I think it was Nile who stopped Ricky Latelli. So, there was some outstanding defence as well that saved points. Yeah, obviously, defence is important, obviously, but attack as well, and you and Tuilala here pulling the strings, you know, making magic happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's getting better and better. Um, you know, we both chipped in for a try as well, which is good. So, but I think for me, it was an all-round team performance. I think we're, we're heading in the right, right direction. There's plenty to work on, but you know, they're a very good side, and, and they'll beat plenty of teams this year. Yeah, Huddersfield next week. Um, opportunity to, to make it two runs and two wins in a row. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they're a very good side. Um, you know, Aidan Caesar and you know Kenny Edwards, some some fantastic additions to an already very strong side. So we'll have to be better again um, we plan on being better again and you know if we are we'll, we'll, we'll be in the game we'll compete cheers big thanks to on the sports zone so that was Sebastian Ickith A4 uh, Kevin Brown and Chris Wellen uh, Paul talking about the victory uh, and all you know very happy with what they served up and looking forward for what's to come yeah it's funny I had a little chat with Chris before I pressed record and I was saying what are you doing there getting Simba and I said you're not a malicious player you and he was laughing about that but I thought it was unlucky that you know to, to get Simba but but yeah, um, both both guys, yeah, spoke really well, and uh, Sebastian as well. I mean, we've not mentioned him, have we tonight? I mean, and very very impressed with him. You know, getting him from Huddersfield, I thought he played really well for them and was you know really good goal forward player. He's got something about him as well. He's got a nice step, and I think he's going to be a real real useful player for us this season. Obviously, thinking back to the uh, 
Simbin in Parker. Did you think they were right? Uh, obviously, we've got to be a little bit neutral here. Uh, did Crufrelm attempt a shoulder charge? That's probably why he got put in the bin. I think it was a 50-50 call. I think the referee made the play that he did, and that's why he put him in the bin. Not quite sure why uh, the Toronto player got sinned in, but there you go. Well, on, on the first one, the Wellham one, uh, it, it may be my eyes, but I was in the south stand, and it looked to me that their player, as he got the ball, was actually slipping backwards. Right. Uh, and as uh, Wellham's come in, he's obviously looked like he's gone high, Yeah. but he, he's just making the challenge. That's, that's what he's doing. Like, as Paul's just said, Chris Wellham's not that kind of guy. He's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not malicious. He's not dirty. He's not known for that. He's a good, honest, you know, pro. And I think, I think he was a little bit unlucky. Um, what followed was the the coming together, and the the Toronto player actually ran in, which this season I believe is an instant uh, simbin. Ah. He actually got involved, and he'd come from probably twenty, thirty yards away to get involved for no reason. Um, and it, that I said at the time in the, in the, on the terrace, I said that's a that's a yellow card. And if the referee doesn't give it, he's not doing his job. Um, but if he'd have stayed out of it, they'd have had a man advantage. It's all about discipline, and and it's something like you say going back to <coughs> Chris Wellham didn't mean that. That's not that's not his game. Yeah, obviously Hakim Maludu and and Chris Wellham both Simbin, but obviously Salford recovered in that second half uh, to uh, to secure the victory. Uh, Paul, you spoke to uh, Ian Watson after the game, and this is what we have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. Probably not your best performance. You've probably been the first to admit that, but is it pleasing, obviously, to get that two points, monkey off your back? Well, I, th I think it's a really good performance. Um, and I, You'd say not your best in terms of playing style and everything else, but it's a real good performance. Uh, Toronto were kind of a settled team. They're on confidence from the back end of last year. They play a different brand of football to most other teams as they play with a lot of offloads. At the moment, it's dry conditions, so, so it kind of suits how they play at this moment in time. Um, ours is about building a new team, getting that to gel. So, well, you can supporters might look at it and say, well, it's a bit scrappy, but getting the win is the most important thing for us to kind of build that confidence. Because when we actually stuck with our process and our system, the boys have just been talking about it in there, when we stuck with our systems and our um, processes, we actually were fine. We, we were pretty comfortable in the game and in control of it. When we fell away from it, that was when the problem started to occur on the back end of that and it was very similar last week at St. Helens. Although we were behind on the scoreboard after 55 minutes, we, we felt reasonably comfortable in the game but we fell away from certain things, that how we like to play. Um, and then at the back end we completely fell away from it in total air, and that was what disappointed us so today was about starting to build again and stick with them processes going forward You must have been pleased with the attack I know I noticed in the first half there was a real swirling win wasn't it? and Timmy yeah. Lolla here some of, the, some of the kicks he put through there Kevin Brown as well how do you feel their partnership's going? I thought Kevin was really good today Yeah I thought Kevin was outstanding again um, he's really kind of controlling us at the moment um, Timmy caused a lot of problems with his kicking game so sometimes people or look at the kicking game and don't associate that with a player but that's a talent in itself being able to control the kicking and he caused a hell of a lot of problems for Toronto early doors yeah. um, their kicking game obviously they, they, they scored off a couple but they didn't cause the problems that Tui caused with his kicking game in that second half as well with the wind um, but I think that they're starting to figure out each other um, they're starting to learn about where they need to be for each other and, and at what times and at what tempo they need to play all, all this takes time and it, it it's more than just a few games, unfortunately. You'd like it to happen real quick, and in training, it looks real good. 
when, obviously when you come up against opposition and they're in your face and they're different all the time and there's that sheer intensity of it at certain points it'll fall apart but I feel they're going in the right direction and looking good mate to be fair How did you feel your pack went today? Because you know Toronto can mix it they've got, yeah. they've got some big forwards in there Sonny Bill Williams I thought Dan Sargentson did an absolute spot on job mate. he yeah. never let Sonny Bill Williams run all night I think he's got man of the match How pleased is you have a player of his calibre in your side because he's a joy to watch Yeah I, th- I think they've got better again um, so when you start at the beginning of the season you, you want to build your processes so you're successful at the back end of the year and that's how we set about our kind of game plan last year this year is no different we're trying to build our processes with a new team so it's about trying to embed that quickly people like Sarge are international class players it shouldn't take them long to pick that up it's getting everybody else on board so like for our middles we felt our middles were pretty poor last week against Settlers and the overrunners this week Toronto have come to try and attack our middles and then played an offload game to try and unsettle our middles and I think they've handled it pretty well to be fair the scoreline of conceding 16 points against a team that throw the ball around as much as Toronto shows you how hard they've had to work there well Toronto got back to 16 apiece didn't they with yeah. 10 minutes to go did you ever have any doubts there or did you, did you think we had it in this because we seemed to go up an extra gear then at last, yeah, last 10 it makes you nervous but it was the amount we'd let them out we'd kind of give them a chance there we'd fell away from our system we'd give a penalty away coming out of yardies then do a 100 metre set they put pressure on you with the offloads so they're asking you to extra more defending so at that time we, we obviously got Gill, Moose and Berkey back out there because it was just starting to fatigue some of our, our middles out there so just to get them fresh and kind of experienced heads on who do know our system it meant we became comfortable again and then we got on the front foot as well so um, like I say Moose came back on defensively was real good with his chat and then carrying forward as well give us a real pick up Chris Wellham, Sinbin, what did he make of that? I thought it was a very uh, strange yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, I don't agree with that one. To be fair. Was, did he see, see it as two players going for a 50-50 ball? Because yeah. again, it was another cracking yeah. kick, wasn't it? They got caught in no yeah. man's land. And he had every right to challenge Yeah, that. I think he's in his right. Apparently the referee says he's caught him with his forearm. So if he has, then that's that's on his interpretation, referee. But I think did he go on to report that? So could we be sweating on that? Or is it um, done and dusted? I don't or? think so. They'll, they'll have a look at it, but we'll, we'll see. I don't think there was nothing in it. Everyone who plays rugby will look at it and say there's nothing in it. The ones which were a bit dubious for me were the Ken Seo interception and the Paulie Paulie try. Both of them we should score off. Um, Speaking of the CO one, he, he brought that back and gave a penalty to solve. What, yeah, he apologised. He blew too early. Right. He blew too early. He'd seen the obstruction and he blew straight away rather than letting the play unfold. If he'd let the play unfold, he'd have obviously gone on to score there as well. And then the Paulie Paulie, he scores it, but he lets go of the ball. He scored and then lets go of the ball because he's getting up to, to kind of celebrate. But the referee, I don't think, had a clear view of it as well. So then, it just it just is what it is, mate. We'll have to mention Reese Williams as well before I forget, yeah. because what a try that was. I know a few people have questioned his pace, but he certainly showed oh, plenty no, of pace yeah. there. Dragon's deceptive, mate, in the way he looks. Um, he wants it. He, he likes his food as well, Dragon. So, <laughs> uh, but he wants it. He, he's very quick. He's very quick. So he, he doesn't look the quickest, but you see today, you put him in a bit of space, and he's been Dragon. You must be pleased with him today because he got caught out. I felt like last last week at Sale. That could have knocked his confidence, yeah. but. He, you didn't see it from him today. He seemed to come straight back in today and head held high and have a super game. The good thing is he's willing to learn on the back end. There was a couple of positional issues that we had last week, um, but we had them with people like Darrell last year, and it was about fixing them up and improving them as well. And Reese has deserved his opportunity at the start of the season. He outperformed somebody of the calibre of Inu in pre-season, which uh, tells you a lot because uh, Chrissy went and played for the reserves the other week and had a great game for them. Um, Dragons holding his own at the moment, but they know there's competition underneath them with people like you know Ed and Elliot there to all kind of challenge him for a place. So in your attention to Huddersfield Giants next Friday. Saw a bit of them at Catalan. 
could they be like the surprise package we were last season they've got a good half back in season leading them around the pitch are you wary of them next week yeah they're looking really good they're looking really good um, we'll see as time develops at the moment but they spent a hell of a lot of money to get that team um, to bring people like um, Garvey over and Caesar over Edwards over if you want to spend a hell of a ton of money you want to get quality players and it seems like they've brought some quality players in to strengthen what was already a good group to be fair they've got big numbers as a club they've got a good kind of structure underneath them and they've got a lot of kind of first team players if you look at their probably top 35 they'll all be players who played first team in Super League as well so they've got a good quality group there they just needed them a few extra players to kind of buy in to make them a, a, a challenging team and at the moment they've started off really well but it'll be up to us to, to focus on us and cause them a problem ourselves no major injuries or anything picked up today I saw Tui sort of hobbling out but does he walk like that all the time no Tui's a good kid mate he's, um, he's durable he'll be alright at the moment he seems fine he's had a couple of niggles in the last couple of weeks we just need to make sure we're managing through them to get him back firing to his best like he was at the back end of last year for us Thanks for speaking to us today, Ian. I'll see you next Friday, mate. Cheers, mate. So that was Ian Watson. Uh, Paul, talk to yourself after the game. Uh, and he was sort of happy with what he saw. Yeah, he was. I think he sees improvements in it. I don't think what I will ever sort of be 100% happy with things, will he? He knows the stuff that we can work on and stuff that we can improve. You know what he's like. He's, he studies absolutely everything, doesn't he? So, uh, so yeah, but I think he was, he was more than pleased just to get the two points and then obviously turn his attentions to Huddersfield this week. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches, everybody. Uh, Richard Morton, uh, defence needs work, Sargentson. Uh, Red for life, defence was poor. I don't think that's particularly... Uh, I don't think that's right, that me, Pastor. What do you think? I know I've mentioned it a few times. I wouldn't say, but I think we were just a little bit off the pace. Because, um, you know, you look at the scoreline, you know, mm. he didn't score 30, 40 points. It wasn't a poor defensive effort. I think... A few misreads, and then, like I said, the try that they scored on the post was was one of them where I don't know quite what happened. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say it was poor. It just wasn't uh, as on point as we have been over the last you know twelve months or so. Yeah, you were not overly impressed at the time. Your man of the match was um, Sargentson. Uh, Mark uh, Brown were, Brown a work in progress. Uh, that was from Mark Paul Foster. Uh, right edge Ifis Sargentson. Uh, Matt Gilray. Uh, didn't deserve it. Um, his man of the match was two. I thought, obviously, in a game like that, we usually lose. So, so to come away with the two points shows the progress that, we, that we've made, Paul. We didn't deserve it. I thought, I thought we deserved. I thought we deserved to score five tries to three. We must have yeah. done something, right? I think just going back to the defence. I think it's funny now. You might sort of find people's expectations get raised. You know, we got to a grand final last season, so perhaps supporters who were not as long in the tooth as us will expect us to sort of pummel everybody this season and it's not going to happen is it I mean I, I'm with you guys I don't think the defence was awful but there were certain things that last season we was watertight whereas on, on Saturday like that, that singleton try he got a bus through that gap and those those, those tries we weren't conceding so I was the back end of last season so so yeah but the guy says there I, mean, I wouldn't say we didn't deserve it I thought I thought Toronto did well I thought they put an awful lot of effort into the game um, and did some good things but I think we, we were the better side I think I think that just shows you know people's views of uh, how they how they differ throughout the game, and that's what makes you know just any sport fascinating. People's views, and you know, you see it one way, and I'll see it another. Um, there would be other people who would have said it was a disappointing display, and or whatever. But you know, that's that's the that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? You know, it's an opinion. Yeah, uh, Colin Wilson and just disjointed disjointed performance. 
His man of the match was uh, Te uh, Kevin Brown. Uh, Colin Reynolds offloads, killed us. Uh, Sargentson, uh, John Way, uh, proper unorganised rebel. I don't think I watched the right game, me. David Deakin, uh, potential banana skin. Uh, his man of the match was Sargentson. Uh, Ryan Ashton, room for improvement, Sargentson. Uh, Paul D, uh, need to gel. I think that's that's the thing, uh, Paul. It's all about gelling this time of the season. We've got new faces coming in, uh, and obviously it'll take time for everyone to, to get together and perform. Well, it does. It's like last season. We didn't have a great start to last year. I think we won four out of the first ten, and it does. It does take time to to get on that roll, doesn't it, and build confidence. And once you do build that 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 confidence and, and get on that roll, and winning becomes a habit, doesn't it? And you get that that team bond, that team spirit, and that stuff like that, like last season, that belief that we had. Once you can get that, um, it's scary then. That, you know, the possibilities are endless, aren't they? So, so yeah, it's early days, and you get funny scores this time of the, of the year, don't you? At the start of the season, and. Well, teams are finding each other out. I mean, you've only got to look at St. Helens. They, they beat us by 40 points and then they go and get beat 19-0 against Warrington. And that's no disrespect to Warrington. They played really well on the night, but you're only as good as your last game, Rob. There you go, bingo. And, <laughs> and, and you are, you are, aren't you? You know, every week it's going to be different. If you turn up our cup to a game, you're going to get beat. So it's about, it's consistency. Consistency is the name of the game in Super League or in any sort of sport, isn't it? Once you can find that consistency and, you know, bottle that up, I think you'd be a millionaire, wouldn't you? It would. Where does where does confidence come from? Where does it go? That's the that's the big question. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> There's another one for you. I think you can ask uh, any manager that they you know they'd love to know, wouldn't they? That's that's a that's a golden question. Um, confidence. It's easy when you win it. Mm. You know it's there every week. You take one knock and it's gone instantly. It's, it's about building it. How do you build it? You've got to win games. Mm. It's not always that easy. But two things again coming from that where someone you know said work in progress. Someone else needs time to gel. That's exactly where we're at at the moment. This is a new setup, really. You know, we a couple of key players went out. Key roles have got to be replaced. It will take time. You know, it might take the first three, four, five games. You don't know. I know we don't want to lose them anymore, but it won't be perfect every week until you know they've got to know each other and they gel. That, that's the that's the big thing. It's all about obviously building that sort of team spirit and, and team uh, togetherness and, and working as a unit. Uh, and hopefully, like I say, it'll, it'll continue to grow and, and become a you know a fantastic team that's going to might go all the way back to it, Old Trafford, Paul. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you just said there about you know you're missing players. There's players that have, have gone in the close season. I'm not just talking about Jackson. He's in, I'm talking about people like Josh Jones, George Griffin, the big big key players in the side, Jake Bibby as well. So we've replaced those guys, and I think we've replaced them with, with very very good replacements. Um, but it is. It's like just just getting them to to bed in, isn't it? And uh, you know, working everything out. I know you play preseason games, but preseason games they they are what they are, aren't they? They just sort of uh, to get rid of that rustiness. It's only when you you come into this nitty gritty of Super League every week where you're gonna sort of find each other out. But no, I, I think we we had a tough start, St. Helens, didn't we? I think you know St. Helens probably would have hammered most sides on on that night the way they played. So I'm not been too disheartened. I know that there's a lot of room for improvement after the Toronto game, but you know, hopefully, but on. On Friday, we'll we'll get that improvement and beat Huddersfield. Yeah, Adam Arbery, he said, get Inu in, uh, Evels. I think with obviously Inu, you've got other other players that, that want to come in. Ed Chamberlain, you know, they've got quality in in that squad, and everyone's pushing each other, aren't they, Parker, uh, for for that first team spot? I think it's something we've cried out for for years. I mean, a depth of squad uh, last season. If you'd have looked at the squad actually on paper at the start of the season, you'd have been really worried. You know, a couple of key injuries here and there, and we'd have you know. God knows what would have happened this year. We've got cover all over. You know, we've got cover at half-back. We've definitely got cover in, in the three-quarters. 
Um, I mean, to have somebody like Inu with his experience not in the team, I mean, that's that's a big thing for us. Uh, it's not something Salford have, have had for many years to be you know to rely on. Um, if he's ready and Watso thinks that there's a place for him, he'll be in. Uh, but you've got to earn your right, and that's the way it should be. No, you shouldn't be able to walk into any Super League team because of your name or your reputation. It's what you do week in, week out. And as Paul said before, you've got Sargent and you've got Wellham in the centre. Who are you going to take out? You know, are either of them letting us down? I wouldn't suggest so. The wingers, where you know, where do you play players? You can only have 13 on the pitch at one time. And uh, now, you know, we were like, one player has a bad game, he's out, he gets injured. There's a replacement there for him. Yeah, it's uh, it's very uh, difficult uh, decisions for Ian Watson, uh, but that's why he's head coach. He's got to, got to make these big decisions. Uh, looking at the stats, uh, top tacklers, Connor Jones with 19, Kevin Brown with 20, Lee Moss with 21, uh, Greg Burke with 23, uh, Tyrone McCaffrey with 28, Gil Dudson with 34, uh, and James Greenwood with 32. Uh, Paul, you know, the forwards doing a lot of work there. Yeah, they certainly are. I thought they did get through a lot of work on uh, on Saturday. It was uh, it was a tough physical game, wasn't it? Against against their pack, I thought Toronto had decent sized pack there, and uh, we had to muscle up against them. And I, th- I thought we did that. Yeah, top meter makers: uh, Williams with two hundred and two, uh, Dan Sarge one hundred and forty five, Gil Dudson one hundred and one, uh, Tyrone McCaffrey with seventy two, and Sebastian Ikeifor with one hundred and one. Uh, you know, obviously we want the big forwards to make big meters, uh, but Williams with two hundred and two, and Dan Sargent, you know, making big meters there too. And, and them two play on the same side of the pitch. Yeah. So that's going to be a threat for anybody going forward. You know, uh, we, we, the one thing I'll say about on the other side with Chris Wellham is he isn't blessed with pace, but he, what he can do with the ball. So he won't he won't appear very often on them kind of stats. But one player that did sort of crop up on both in there was Gil Dudson. Uh, when he came back on late in the game, him and, and Moose, I thought it, it turned, turned back in our favour. I really do. I think their, their experience and leadership uh, is going to be key for us. And as good as or as big as our pack is, those two guys are, are real standouts. And I thought, again, Gil Dudson, that he's really good against Saints. I think I put him as the man of the match. Uh, and again, he, he could have easily done it again this week. He, he, he doesn't stop. He always makes meters. He's a tireless worker. Uh, and I'm delighted to see you know getting mentioned in these, these stats. Yeah, and obviously, finally, let's talk about the Sonny Bill Williams effect. Uh, Paul, first half. First spell, sorry, you know, not very in the game, drifted through it. Second spell looks better, uh, but he is Toronto's main man, uh, and I think he needs a bit more. I need to show a bit more if he wants to turn this uh, team into a one into a force. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I don't know from from me. I think he's been out of the game a long time, and there's no doubt he's a he's a talent, but he's a back row forward. He's not going to take the game by a scruff of the neck, lead you around the pitch, and 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 win matches for you really. Um, I don't know. It's a strange, strange signing for me. I can understand why they've done it. He's, he's box office player, isn't he? he? Might sell a load of shirts for you and this Saturday. But I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting him, but <coughs> I just didn't. I don't think Ian Watson would have signed him. I don't think he's a solvent signing. But you know, good luck to him. Good luck to him. I thought he was poor in the first half. He made a couple of mistakes, but he got a lovely offload out in the second half. And yeah, it's good to see people like him in the Super League. And you've got this this lad coming to Catalan Falau, who's a, who's a really good player as well. And it's great to see their, their talent, you know, being able to see them playing. But uh, no, if I was Toronto coach, I'd, I think I'd have spent the, the money a bit wiser. You could have got about five or six players for the money they've, they've, they've spent on, on Sunday Billiam. So, but that's up to them. I think uh, what I thought after about half an hour was that their uh, their trainer with the orange luminous top on had spent more time on the pitch than Sonny Bill Williams ah. and done a lot more work. Um, and I, I was kind of thinking, oh, this is going to backfire on them. But like you said, second half, he, 
he really stepped up and he became a bit of a threat at times. Um, if you get him fit, he's obviously an asset. But the trouble is for, for, for Toronto, for me, they only had 19 fit players, didn't they, on, on Saturday. They take two more knocks. What happens then? You know, it's, it's where do they go? You can't be relying on that. But uh, it's going to be interesting for them for this year. It is indeed. So that's our review of the Toronto game. Next up, we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So all the big news. Uh, first bit, Paul, uh, Valentine's Day special, £20 uh, for an adult ticket. Uh, fantastic occasion, Valentine's Day, opportunity to bring your, uh, your beloved uh, to the game. Well, my missus won't be coming, she's staying home looking after the kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose it is. It's a good offer, isn't it? And, uh, you know, 20 quid to watch um, watch Super League rugby, I think it's it's really good, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, let's hope we can get a good crowd down because you mentioned before we got 4,500 against uh, against Toronto. And, I, you know, some people might scoff at that, but I thought it was a, a really good positive start to the, to the season. And, uh, you know, it's been great. I've been working in, in Salford quite a lot recently. I've been I've been moved over there. I'm doing three months working around sort of M6, M5. And um, the amount of people I've seen wandering about in, in their houses and, and things like that. I worked on a street today and it was uh, Nikki Keenan's street because um, she's got a big massive flag outside her house. Uh, I won't say where it is, but um, it's been it's been really good, you know, working that neck of the woods and um, going down Regent Road, seeing the, uh, the, 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 the screens advertising the games and that. So, uh, so yeah, I think... Um, Four and a half thousand was good, and I think we've got to be looking to, to improve on that this Friday. Yeah, the Year 10 Rising Star uh, programme is up and running, uh, Parker. Uh, it's great that obviously the club are interacting with the community uh, to give these kids a chance to play. Well, without a doubt, and as Paul mentioned there about the crowd from, from Saturday, you know, it, those youngsters being there, it obviously boosts the crowd, but it's great to get them hooked. And if we can find kids who are interested in rugby league and do have you know, some, some discernible talent going forward, get them now before. They turn to football or whatever other sport or whatever activity, we can get them up, you know, and bring them into the club, bring them to the fold. Well, it's only going to be better for the club. Yeah, don't forget, you can catch the full uh, Toronto game on Red Devils TV. Just subscribe to that. Uh, Paul, fantastic uh, platform for every soul fan to enjoy. Yeah, it certainly is. There's been some good things on there, hasn't there? I've just seen the, the interview today with Reese Williams and, and what I've been. I think that's great. It's, it's very positive. Everything's really positive at the moment. I thought the atmosphere was tremendous on Saturday. It was great to see Anthony Crawler there as well. Uh, I didn't know he was a Salford supporter. He wasn't the last time I saw him anyway. But no, it was great. It, it was great to see him. I had a little chat with him as well. And um, that, that's all positive. It's good. It's showing us in a positive light and it's um, spreading the name of the club, isn't it? And as Parky said, it's great to see those those young kids, loads of young kids there. And, you know, you're going to get hooked watching watching top class rugby league every week. I, I'm sure you are. Great atmosphere like that. I'm just going to keep building it now, you know, slow steps and, and, and just keep building. Yeah, talking about the Toronto Wolfpack, if you want to get to Toronto uh, to watch the away game, uh, the club have put an offer together uh, for three nights and a flight, a question answers uh, session with the players uh, for £1,049 per person, uh, £250 deposit, uh, has to be paid uh, by the 9th of April. Uh, you have to stick your head under a few more boilers, uh, Paul, to, to get that kind of money together. Uh, well, I have been doing, Rob. <laughs> I have been doing. I'm taking my dad to Toronto. Uh, he knows now. I've, I've surprised him, so I've, I've been tanning the overtime. I've been doing call out and all sorts. So did eight hours on uh, Sunday night, got home at two in the morning. So that's why I've been a bit tired. But I'm slowly getting my cash together for Toronto. Yeah, are you fancy going over on the big white plane to uh, Toronto Park? Are you going to try and find a way? 
I think it'd take uh, quite a bit of convincing to uh, to allow me to get over there. To be honest, uh, not not through myself. I'd love to go, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. See what happens if uh, if the lottery's kind to me. Yeah, if the boat comes in, I'll be there. Uh, other news: uh, reserve team game against Huddersfield on Friday at the AJ Bell Stadium, uh, five forty-five uh, kickoff. Uh, Paul, you went to watch the reserves at St. Helens. Uh, very good team. Danny Barton doing a great job uh, with them. Uh, well worth a watch. Yeah, he certainly was. It, it, I enjoyed that. I watched it a few weeks ago. It was really cold at St. Helens, blowing a gale. But it was good. And there was a few players in there who I presume are Swinton players as well. because and they, they impressed me as well. Some of the lads, I didn't know some of the names. And uh, it was good to see uh, Christina New played. I, I know they played on, on Sunday at Newcastle. And that was a, an exciting game as well. So, uh, so yeah, there's some talent in reserves. There really is. And it's a good standard, good game. And it's great. It's two games for the price of one on um, on Friday night. If you can get there early enough, I'm open to get there to, to watch the reserves as well. So, excited for that. Yeah. Uh, supporters Trust are still looking for members. Uh, £10 membership. And you can do a £5 den- donation for the reserves, uh, Parker. You know, it's important as fans support the, the Trust because uh, they are obviously a voice for the fans. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, ten quid's not, not, not a massive amount, is it? And the, the the work that they do and and going forward again, like I said last week, with Ty with the club, he's he's brilliant. Uh, and I must mention the the the, the RD one bus at the yes. weekend on Saturday, absolutely fantastic take up. The it was absolutely packed, double decker, standing room only. Um, and uh, again, a name check this week as I. Called him Dave last week, which is massively incorrect. It's Pete who organised it. Uh, <laughs> I was chatting with him on the bus the other day, and I did apologise. Um, yeah, no, brilliant, great to, to see so many people using it. And, and to be honest, five quid return to wherever you are. I mean, that's it's an absolute bargain. People have complained about access to the, to the AJ Bell. But that bus, there's no real excuse. Yeah, obviously keep your eyes and ears open uh, for details for this week uh, for, the, for the bus, uh, Paul. It's, it's great, like Parker gives... Fans, opportunities to get to the game uh, when they haven't got a car to get there. Yeah, it certainly does. And, I, and from what I've heard as well, the, the trust are, to expand these buses. So the more people we can get involved with Sports Trust and, and with the club as well, it'd be great if you could get even more buses on. And I think from what I've heard, they've raised about £12,000, something like that now, you know, towards the reserves. And I mean, that's a monumental effort, that it really is. And all the, the good things that are, are going to be happening, there's loads of things. There's, uh, we've talked about it before, haven't we? There's quiz nights, there's a solar Motown night coming up as well. So there's an awful lot of people there who are spending loads and loads of their spare time organising these things. And I think, you know, hats off to them because it's great. It's, it's keeping our club alive and keeping our club going. So, uh, so yeah, a real uh, real spirit amongst the supporters at Salford. Yeah, solar Motown night. Like you said, it's the Blue Bell on the 28th of February. £10 uh, for a ticket. You get a raffle, games and DJ as well, Parker. You know, fantastic event for us fans to get together, have a laugh and, and get that sort of bond going. Yeah, and uh, I know the, uh, the the Blue Bell really well. Uh, not not too, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a good location as well. It's fairly central for, for a lot of people. Uh, it should be a good night, yeah. Um, Soul and Motown, I'll have to, uh, have to dig my gear out, I think. But um, yeah, it should be good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll certainly try and get there for that one. Dig your gear out. Can you top drop? I don't give me that. I've got it on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's all the, all the big news uh, this week next up on The Devil in the Detail we'll look at what's happening with the, in the amateur scene with Paul Whiteside
Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off this week with the reserves. Salford Reserves team were beaten 23 points to 16 on Sunday against Newcastle Thunder. It was a really good game that the Newcastle Thunder led by 10 points to 6 at half time. Salford's tries came from Conor McCallum, Adam Holt, Tom Millington and goals from Josh Roke and Adam Holt. The team line was Josh Roke, Daft Jones, Dan Munt, Lewis Roberts, Harry Warburton, and Alex Smith, Adam Holt, Chris Worrell, Jamie Abram, Conor McCallum, Henry Davis, Joe Digby, Tom Millington and the subs were Conor Aspie, Taylor Brown, Kane Crotty and Ben Hayes. So the Salford Red Devils are back in action. The reserves play Huddersfield Giants. That's a 5.45 kickoff this Friday, the 40th of February. That will be the curtain raiser for the Super League match. The other results in the reserves championship were London Broncos 6, St. Helens 32, Witness Vikings 28, Casford Tigers 10. And the fixtures for this week on Monday. Huddersfield were playing Warrington Wolves. I've not got the score for that one for you. There's a game on Thursday between Casford and St. Helens. Saturday's fixtures are Leeds against Bradford, Wigan against Hull KR, Newcastle Thunder against London Broncos, Hull FC at home to Witness Vikings, and there's one fixture on Sunday involving Wakefield Trinity and Warrington Wolves. Alan Coleman, the head coach of England Community Lions youth side, has confirmed his 24-man train-on squad ahead of the Under-19s Championships in Italy in September. The party will be picked from 32 hopefuls and reduced to 21 on the eve of the competition. One of our local players is involved in that squad. And congratulations to Johnny Openshaw of Folly Lane. So let's hope he gets picked in that 20-man squad. 21-man squad. All the best for that coming tournament. We'll turn our attention to Student Rugby League. On Wednesday the 5th of February, Manchester University had a good victory. They beat Bangor by 48 points to 10. In College Rugby League last week, Furness 26, Hopwood Hall 22. The Salford Red Devils A went down to Wigan Warriors by 38 points to 18. The fixtures for this week on Wednesday the 12th of Feb, it's Newcastle A against Manchester University in the Northern Conference Cup. In the Northern 1A division, Leeds Beckett play Manchester Met. We'll go into the Barler Youth Cups. There was no results from last weekend due to the bad weather conditions around the northwest. Um, on Sunday, the 16th of February, it's the under 18s round one, and it's Folly Lane against Sheffield Hawks and West Horton Lions play Oral St. James. In the under 16s, Saddleworth Rangers play Siddle. Well, Super League last week, I'll give you the scores from that. Casford Tigers beat Wigan 16 points to 12. Hull FC won the Hull Derby 25 points to 16 on Friday night. Salford beat Toronto, of course, 24 points to 16. And Warrington Wolves beat St. Helens last Thursday by 19 points to nil. There was two postponed games on Sunday due to the really terrible winds and awful weather. It was Huddersfield against Leeds and Wakefield on Catalan Dragons. Those games were both postponed. For the Betfred Championship, League Centurions 58, Sheffield Eagles 10 was a Saturday game, London Broncos 36, Whitehaven 20, Toulouse Olympic 58, Oldham 6, and Witness Vikings beat Batley Bulldogs by 32 points to 12. Featherston Rovers against Halifax, Swinton against Dewsbury, and York City Knights against Bradford Bulls were all postponed on Sunday. The Coral Challenge Cup Round 3, I've got the draw for Round 4 for you, but I'll give you the fixtures, um, sorry, the results from Round 3 first. Yeah, British Army won, they beat Intros Bridge by 34 points to 22. Hunslet 36, Coventry Bears 4, Lee Minor Rangers 20, Bentley 4, Mayfield 6, that's Rochdale Mayfield 6, North Wales Crusaders 64, Siddle 10, West Hull 6, Thornhill Trojans 20, Doncaster 24, West Wales Raiders 8, Underbank Rangers 30. The postponed matches were Barrow against London Scholars, Keithley Cougars against Newcastle Thunder, Rochdale Hornets against York Acorn and Workington against West Bowling. That Rochdale Hornets against York Acorn game will be played this coming weekend.
as will the other replayed games as well. They're all going to be played on this Sunday. Well, I'll give you the fixtures for that just shortly. I've got this, the uh, draw for the fourth round of the Challenge Cup. That was made last night. There's some intriguing ties in it as well. Rochdale Hornets, oh yeah, York Acorn will be at home to the British Army. Whitehaven will play Dewsbury Rams. North Wales Crusaders will play Hunslet. Sheffield Eagles will play Halifax. I'm sorry about this rain. I'm just, <laughs> just sheltering for the rain as I do this uh, draw. It's Workington Town against West Bowling. Sorry, Working Town or West Bowling will play Doncaster. Bradford Bulls play Underbank Rangers. Featherstone Rovers are at home to Barrow Raiders or London Scholars. London Broncos are at home to York City Knights. Swinton Lions have been drawn against Lee Minor Rangers. Stuart Little there playing against his former amateur club. That should be an intriguing tie. Lee Centurions have got Batley Bulldogs. Siddle play Keekley Cougars or Newcastle Thunder. And Witness Vikings play Oldham. Those ties will be played the week commencing weekend the weekend of sorry february the 22nd and 23rd the fixtures for this week thursday night in the super league it's wigan against toronto wolfpack friday night Leeds play hulk air Salford play huddersfield giants on saturday it's catalans against castleford tigers sunday hull fc against st Helens and wakefield against warrington the betfred championship on sunday is batley bulldogs against swinton lions bradford bulls at home to featherstone halifax play jewsby rams lee centurions play york city knights sheffield eagles entertain toulouse olympic whitehaven play oldham witness at home to London Broncos in the Betfred League One it's North Wales versus Doncaster but that has been a rearranged I'm told due to the Challenge Cup so the Challenge Cup ties between Barrow and London Scholars Keith Lacous and Newcastle Thunder and working to town against West Bowling will now take place on Sunday that's all I've got for you this week I shall see you on Friday night for Salford Red Devils clash against the Huddersfield Giants was Paul's uh, amateur report and next up we'll look forward to the game against Huddersfield on Friday night. It's so so for the Devils are at home to Huddersfield Giants on Friday night. Confidence boosted after that win against Toronto Wolfpack last week Parker hopefully more of the same on Friday night yeah very much we've got to build on, on what we what we achieved a hard fought win as we've discussed um, going forward it's going to be very tough I think Huddersfield I was just looking at the players they've signed this year and that is, that is some team they've, that they've put together um, you know they had a decent sort of uh, better players to work with to start with but this is the, the players they've added this year look, look really good um, but we're at home we've got to make the most of this and uh, you know it, conditions could be could be vital, but I think the the forwards have just got to get really you know stuck into each other. Um, but both teams have got dangerous three quarters as well. It's, uh, it'd be a good game to watch. Yeah, very very uh, difficult team to play against. Uh, Paul uh, likes of Jermaine uh, McGillivray, uh, McIntosh, Lee Gaskell. You know they, they've got players there that we have to watch. Yeah, they certainly have. Like Parker said, I think they had a new person of a good side anyway. You know, last season they were disappointing. They only just sort of stayed up, didn't they? Two points above the bottom club, London Broncos. It was a disappointing season by their standards. Uh, but they brought good guys in. This this Aiden Caesar looks uh, looks quality. He looks really good. I've, uh, I've seen some highlights of him playing over in the NRL for Canberra. He's he's played in the, in the NRL level and, and and impressed in that league. So if he's been good in that league, what's he going to be like in Super League? And I believe he's a similar sort of player to, to Jackson Hastings, you know, to lead them round the pitch. So if he has the effect Jacko had at Salford, they 
they could be pretty frightening this season. And you've got Kenny Edwards in as well from uh, from Catalans. Uh, so yeah, they, they've signed some really good players. You know, Adam Walls there as well. He used to be at Salford. So uh, they've got a decent pack. They've got a good crop of youngsters as well. The two uh, senior twins as well. The two tall lads who play out on the wing. I was impressed with them every time I've seen them play. So they've got players there who, who can cause us problems definitely. Yeah, Matty English for me. Very good player. Yeah, tough forward. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he certainly made the difference last year when he came on against us. Uh, he'll need to be policed by our big forwards, Parker. Yeah, very much like you say, they've got they have got a big pack and they've, they've added to that this year. I know uh, Paul's obviously mentioned uh, Kenny Edwards as well, and that that's going to be a real real challenge for us to stand up. I also know they got, they got Ash Golding, didn't they, from, oh. from Leeds this year, which is you know he was a regular in the Leeds side last year. All right, it wasn't the greatest Leeds side, but he's he's a good player. I think they've got strike all over, and I think this is. This is a big, big test. I don't think we'd have thought that when the fixtures came out, but you know, looking at their their team now, that is that is a strong squad. Um, well, I'm sure Watto's done his own work on them, and uh, you know, fingers crossed, we can again use that 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 uh, sort of belief we've got in ourselves to to get us over the line. Huddersfield are a team, in my opinion. If you all want to finish in that sort of top four, top five, you've got to win at home. Is that right, Paul? Um, yeah, you might be doing Huddersfield a bit of a disservice there saying that, but. I think there's a lot of sides like this this season. I I've tried to do you know I do a, I was reading the prediction table that do it wasn't in League Express it was League Weekly where all the pundits like predict their twelve teams in an order. And I looked at them and I thought, do you know what? It's pretty difficult to actually say such a body's going to finish here because you've got your usual suspects, haven't you? Sort of finish at the, the top of like the Saints and that who've got big squads, but the rest of them I think you know look at OKR. Okay, I watched them the other night and I was quite impressed with them. And um, Huddersfield as well. You've got Catalans, Wakefield. They're always difficult to beat. So uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I think this season. Now, I mean, last season was a really good season. It was dead close, wasn't it? Um, wasn't a lot between sort of the top and, and the bottom of the table. And I think this season's going to be the same. I think it's going to be going to be tough to make that top five. I think you're going to be an awful lot of teams that are challenging for that fifth spot. So, so yeah, you know, Huddersfield. From what I've seen of them so far, they, they won away in. in against Catalans, who've made some good signs themselves, the Catalan Dragons, and they won there very comfortably. So, yeah, I think this would be a good win, this, if we could beat these. Having a week off, Parky, obviously, with the postponement of their game against Leeds. Leeds, is that a good thing or a bad thing moving into this game? I, I'd suggest it was a bad thing at this time of the year. Uh, I think you want to get into the flow of it. You've just had a few months off, especially off the back of their season last year, which was, was pretty poor. You know, We had the playoffs in the grand final. We had, you know, we, we had rugby up to a certain point. Um, I don't think you want to miss games at this time of the year, uh, and it, you know you need to get that match fitness and sharpness and working together because, like you said, they've signed a lot of players as well this year, and it'll take you know it could take time for them to click. So it might work in our favour. Um, will they be fresher? I don't think it matters at this time of the year in that way. I think you know either team will be struggling with any injuries or anything like that. So um, I don't think they'll use that as an excuse. Yeah, the few former Salford players. In that Huddersfield side, Jordan Turner, Lee Gaskell, and Adam Warren in that squad. Uh, Paul, you know, very all of them, you know, were very good at Salford, uh, but hopefully we'll we'll turn them over on uh, Friday. Gaskell's a clever player. I, I enjoyed Gaskell when he played at Salford. He's a tall player for an halfback, but he's he's a classy player. He has uh, he's got some really good traits about him, and uh, you know, playing with that that Adam Adam Caesar there, is he going to give uh, Gaskell a bit more freedom? So I think they've got a dangerous pair of halfbacks there. Adam Walm, we all know about him. I think it was a shame with Adam because from that 2017 season when we did really well, he seemed to be really coming to, up to the fore there and, and playing really well. So I was disappointed when he left, uh, but he's, he's done well for, for Huddersfield as well. So I think he's had a few injuries there, but he's, he's doing well. So good to see him there, Jordan Turner. 
seems a, seems a lifetime ago now when Jordan played for Salford. So yeah, it'd be good to see those those three guys back. But like we've we've said, Huddersfield have got some really dangerous players. Yeah, played for Salford, Jordan Turner between two thousand and seven and two thousand nine. Uh, six nine appearances, twenty four uh, tries, fifteen goals. Uh, Parker, he was one of our sort of first off the uh, the youth uh, you know youth team squad, uh, and it shows that we do provide good talent for Super League with him involved. Yeah, and, and at that time, um, he was coming through. Stefan Ratchford was with him. Uh, you know, there, there was quite a few good players all, all got in the team. I think Toby, uh, uh, Luke Adamson yeah. was, was there coming through at the same time. We have produced a lot in recent years. Jordan, I remember that year, it was 2008 in the National League, and he played loose forward. Mm. And I thought, this guy's got, you know, he, he had talent anyway. I thought he had a massive future. And he's not quite panned out as he wanted. He went to Australia and it didn't work. Uh, I know he's been he's been around a little bit now. Um, I think the one thing he never really had was that much pace, but he was always a very clever player. And I thought as a loose forward, he could have been a real threat. Um, but he's, he wanted to play at standoff. I think he went to Hull for that, and then he's been put in the centres again. But yeah, he's, I mean he's had a decent you know, a decent career. Let's not you know knock him for that. And I'm sure he'll be wanting to uh, get one over on us this week. Yeah, Adam Warren as well uh, played with us between 2012 and 2017. Uh, 74 appearances, uh, three tries. Kind of a stalwart in our pack for many years, uh, Paul. Yeah, he was a good player. Him and his brother Jordan. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, watching both of them play at Salford and. Uh, yeah, good to see he's uh, he's doing well for, for Huddersfield. I'm not sure how many games he's played for them, but he's been there for for a few years now, hasn't he? So uh, spent a bit of time on loan. I think he played on loan at Lee and a few other clubs. But uh, but yeah, really good forward, uh, Adam Wolf. Um, you were pretty close to our prediction last time, Parker. You you kept it quiet. You mentioned it on the Sports Zone uh, before. Um, you weren't that far away. No, no, yeah, a bit lucky, really. I just didn't expect them to score as many. Otherwise, <laughs> they'd have been uh, doing on Hernando's this week, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, no, I. It, it, uh, I just thought I didn't think the conditions were going to help and I thought it, it might be a, a case that we were going to try and keep the ball close and just try and you know grind them down a little bit and it, and it probably worked out that way um, but yeah you know it's all guesswork and it could have gone anyway yeah my crystal ball is uh, is on the blink uh, Paul it has to be said I went for what was it 20 points up in 20 minutes I'll have to get a new ball I reckon Blimey, I'll tell you what your ball broke the week before at St. Helens. What did he say there? 30 points to 4 to solve. That's what he said the yeah. week before. But, uh, yeah, you might have to uh, change your batteries in your crystal ball, mate. I'm on, I'm on it now, uh, Paul. I'm going to be changing batteries. <laughs> um, what, what's, uh, what's your prediction for the uh, for the game uh, against Huddersfield? Uh, I've gone for um, Salford 22, Huddersfield 16. 22, 22, 16. Is there a back, back story to that? Um. No. Let me have a think. No, no, not really, no. 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 Chris Wellham will score a winning try. Chris Wellham, winning Wellham. try. All right, that's Wellham. So what about you, Parky? What's your uh, prediction for the game? He's, he's kind of stolen me thunder a little bit has there. It? Uh, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to say 18-14 um, to Salford. 18-14. Uh, it, it seems like I'm you know, just trying to creep a few points off Paul there, but... Uh, it's uh, going to be a tight game. I really do a proper, you know, war of attrition at times, and uh, hopefully we'll just have the edge again through that belief. But uh, it, I think it'll be really close. Right. So I'll put my batteries in me in me uh, me ball, uh, Paul. Uh, there we go. He's telling me that because obviously Huddersfield didn't play last week, they're going to be they're going to come in cold. Uh, we're going to come in red hot after our confidence booster against the Toronto Wolfpack. We're going to start very well. We're going to race into a twenty point lead. And we're going to win 
it's going to be Salford Devils 36, Huddersfield 16. There you go. And uh, I'm going to have uh, Dan Sargent score three. Tottenham. Uh-huh. So, yeah, settle for that. There we go. I think uh, we've all got different ones there. Hopefully one of us will get, get it on uh, one day. Paul. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Looking forward to this Nando's. We've got out of fashion by the time we go there. Well, <laughs> hopefully I'll be closed off by the time we get one right. Well, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a long time coming. Hopefully it's, it's just around the corner, uh, Parker. Yeah, well, you know, fingers crossed. Starving's not, not it for six months. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a tough thing to do, isn't it? Every Super League. I mean, who, who would have thought that Warrington would have put you know, 19-0 on Saints last week after the way that the two teams did the week before? Super League's a, a, you know, it's a tough, tough league, and uh, to, to try and even guess these scores is, you know, you, you're fucking numbers, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big thanks, Charles, on the on the, uh, the podcast again, Parker. Been great having you on again, talking yeah. Salford. Thank you. No, it's been it's, it's a pleasure every time, boys. Great talking to you. And another great show, uh, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, Rob. Really looking forward to Friday. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, big thanks, joining us on the uh, the Devil of the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil of the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>